Chapter Six of Brown Book of the Hitler Terror. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Brown Book of the Hitler Terror by Lord Marley. Chapter Six, Part Two: The Campaign Against Culture, Cleansing of the Prussian Academy of Poets. We are not here concerned with whether the Prussian Academy of Poets has produced any positive and really creative work during the existence of the Weimar Republic. Measured by their swastika successors, the poets who have been ejected from the Academy or forced to resign from it are indeed giants. First among the purged members of the Academy is Thomas Mann, the Nobel Prize winner and perhaps the most representative writer of bourgeois Germany. His crime was that in recent years he had been drawing closer to a social democratic standpoint and had even on several occasions raised his voice against deliberate judicial murders as in the cases of sacco and vanzetti and rahosi he once described the national socialist party as the most noxious refuse of the age and this crime will never be forgiven him his brother heinrich mann tried to maintain the position of a free and independent mind he caricatured the middle class of imperial germany der untertan and also of the republic the grosse sacke he supported the amsterdam international anti-war movement and he has therefore like his brother had his books burnt and he himself has been hunted out by hitler's culture bearers jacob wasserman is another of the writers who has incurred the nazis hatred his books have been translated into many languages his chief crime is that he is a jew and that he has expressed liberal ideas in his novels. Alfred Doblin, by profession a doctor in a working-class quarter of Berlin, also wrote a number of fantastic and, to some extent, exotic novels. Die Drei Sprünge de Wang Lun, Wallenstein, Berger, Mira und Giganten. His last novel was Berlin Alexanderplatz. In public debates, Doblin described himself as a class-conscious bourgeois, he experimented a great deal in his style and treatment, somewhat like the Irishman James Joyce in the American Dos Passos. Franz Werfel, who never went outside the range of bourgeois ideas, was the pioneer of expressionism twenty years ago. His novel Verdi won him great popularity. The Nazis could not leave him alone. Others ejected were René Schickele, the German poet of Alsatian origin, and Lenhard Frank, author of the anti-war book Der Mensch ist gut, and the novels Die Ruberbande and Die Ursache. Although he had been moving to the right during recent years, his past was enough to win for him the Nazis' hate. Dramatists turned out of the academy included Georg Kaiser, whose talent was unique though extremely anarchist in tendency, and Fritz von Unruh, the dramatist of the Weimar Republic. Bernhard Kellermann, a gifted story writer of liberal tendencies, the poets Mombert and Rudolf Panwitz and Ludwig Fulda, a writer of comedies, were all ejected. One of the few German women writers of any literary ability, Ricarda Huck, resigned from the Academy early in April. Among the politically colorless members of the Academy, such as Oskar Lurka and Jacob Schaffner, Gerhard Hauptmann must also be mentioned. These were allowed to remain in the Academy. Hauptmann, who wrote the story of the Weavers, had already been through many transformations. During the war, he was one of the 93 intellectuals who signed a manifesto supporting the warlords. After the war, he became the official poet of the Weimar Republic. 
and now he maintained a determined silence when the brown terror was driving the best bourgeois writers and scientists out of the country and now for the men whom rust the nazi minister of education has brought into the prussian academy of poets the leading figure is hans jost who once eagerly supported the revolution but the crime of november nineteen eighteen is now forgiven he is the only national socialist writer who has achieved a certain reputation at present his schlageter drama is being played on instructions from the hitler government in hundreds of german theatres its hero declares when i hear the word culture i get my browning ready herr rust's special attractions in the academy apart from hans carossa are quite insignificant writers like emil strauss will vesper wilhelm schaffer agnes miegel and peter dorfler hans grimm wrote a novel on the nation without room for expansion and boris von munchausen has written slight ballads expressing german sentiments in their endeavor to find names of any kind of significance the national socialists even approached the poet stefan george the most snobbish and superior of all german poets hoping to be able to use his name to grace adolf hitler's cultural policy brown poetry dr joseph goebbels minister of propaganda in the third empire wrote a novel called michael a german destiny in diary form michael the yearning german soul has visions evil appears to him in the form of ivan the russian who tries to entice him into bolshevism michael's soul struggles with the tempter but i am stronger than he now i have him by the throat now i hurl him to the ground there he lies the death rattle in his throat and bloodshot eyes perish carrion i trample on his brains and now i am free that is the spirit which makes a man worthy of the hitlerized academy of poets i trample on his brains perish carrion the notorious writer hans heinz ivers who was appointed by goebbels as head of the association of german authors after it had been brought into conformity has not yet been officially admitted to the academy of poets his pornographic novels alrana and der vampire were subsequently put on the list of filthy and disgusting literature by the nazis themselves and they were the only ones which really deserved it but he is the official biographer of horst wessel the hero of national socialism on hitler's birthday a horst wessel play by avers was broadcast by the german wireless this writer's existence had been completely forgotten for many years until he was resurrected to be the official poet of the third empire in nineteen twenty two ivers wrote a foreword expressing great sympathy for the jews to israel zangwill's die stimme von jerusalem but the state of the market has altered since then and avers has become an anti-semite thus the prussian academy of poets has been reconstructed under the banner of the spirit which expresses itself in such an awakening lyric as the following all the little birds are already there air nun ada and all little birds one now adieu my dear fatherland at strasbourg a great lamentation begins hail to thee in thy crown of victory a summons thunders through the land rosa luxemburg is floating in the canal karl liebknecht is hanging on the tree two all little birds are already there 
all little birds all thrush finch and tit and the reichsbanner black red what a pity that there's no gold for ever a pity from germany awake the small nazi songbook edition b published by paul Ehren, sulzbach oberfaltz eighth edition it must not be thought that this gem of brown poetry broadcast in the eighth edition is not typical there is no difference between this and the most popular nazi songs when jewish blood spurts from under the knife things will be twice as good as before or the red brood beat them to a pulp storm-troops are on the march clear the way the campaign against un-german music herr joseph goebbels reich minister of propaganda told the german theatre managers and actors on may ninth that art comes from ability and not from the will by way of illustrating this fine sentiment we give below a further list of losses to german art bruno walter otto klemperer and fritz busch were always reckoned among the best creative artists of germany for some years otto klemperer directed the kroll opera house in berlin and under him it became a centre of modern music it was he who brought forward hindemith and kurt weil klemperer was subsequently appointed to the state opera house in berlin where he continued his work along the same lines now he has been forced to give up his conductor's baton because he is of jewish origin bruno walter a conductor with a reputation throughout the world is a jew and as art comes from ability he may no longer conduct in germany his place is taken by a certain herr fusel official musician to the nazis he was commander of a large brass band in connection with whom no one can use the terms art and ability but he will now show the awakened german nation how music is made bush the musical director in dresden is fair and so his aryan origin cannot be disputed he is a conservative but as it happens not a nazi he brought a new era of fame to the dresden opera house during the national revolt a nazi denunciator appeared on the stage in the middle of a performance and demanded that bush should resign his post berlin march eighth yesterday evening sixty nazi stormtroopers occupied the stage of the municipal opera house during the performance of rigoletto led by the famous conductor bush according to the account given by the vossische zeitung the leader of the nazis told the audience that in the future he himself would direct the theatre and that the conductor strieger would conduct the orchestra instead of bush as bush nevertheless attempted to continue conducting a terrific uproar arose among the nazis who were present and bush was compelled to leave while strieger took his place at the conductor's desk the best-known german pianist is arthur schnabel who in the course of thirty years work has developed into an interpreter of the great music written for the piano he conducted an advanced class for piano music at the berlin academy of music and he has been turned out because he is a jew two of his colleagues have also been turned out of the academy emil feuermann who is now the only german cellist of any standing and leonid kreutzer a good pianist and teacher the first-rate violinist karl flesch has been dismissed also the well-known conductors oscar fried fritz stiedry and gustav brecker as well as the prominent pianist bruno eisner of the creative musicians in germany marx von schillings immediately joined the nazis 
his compositions are not original and his conducting nowhere gets beyond the formal pattern shillings who under the republic accepted high positions became president of the academy after max lieberman's resignation he has found a friend equally loyal to the nazis in the composer hans fitzner and another representative composer richard strauss has joined them it is true that the latter's works viewed from the nazi standpoint would satisfy the wanton jewish sensual appetites but he is now on the way to becoming an official composer hardly a single one of the modern german composers remains with the nazis arnold schoenberg has been driven out of his post at the academy of music whatever one thinks of his music he has certainly had the most important influence on the development of modern music in politics a conservative schoenberg was a formal revolutionary in music and found a new and original musical language but nazi germany cannot use this pioneer one of the best known german composers is kurt weil whom hitler's germany has proscribed he wrote the dreigroschen opera which achieved success throughout the world but he is a jew and so he is now homeless franz schrecker the best known of whose operas is de Fernerklang, was ejected from the association of the academy of music he is by no means particularly progressive but his origin is not above reproach the special hate of the nazis was directed against the first proletarian revolutionary composer hans eisler who has also been driven out of germany in recent years he has provided the german working class with choral pieces die masnama and popular fighting songs which were sung in meetings and on the streets and will soon become known in other countries his music was consciously and consistently made for the working class hitler's germany offered him either the drilling of the concentration camps or a martyr's death in some nazi barracks german music which for some time has been in a general state of crisis has now been deprived of its best forces as a result of this action the most famous conductor in the world arturo toscanini who works in mussolini's italy has refused to take part in the bayreuth festival in connection with the anniversary of richard wagner early in june he sent the following telegram to frau winifred wagner as events in germany which violate my feelings as an artist and as a man in spite of my hopes show no change up to the present i consider it to be my duty to break the silence which i have imposed on myself for the last two months and to inform you that for my and your and everyone's peace of mind it is better not to think any more of my coming to bayreuth with sentiments of unalterable friendship for the house of wagner arturo toscanini theater painting films the chauvinistic glorification of schlageter and the idealization of horse vessel now dominate the german stage herr goebbels has had his well-known drama der wanderer presented at a berlin theater all actors who had given proof of any artistic ability are no longer to be seen on the german stage all state municipal and private theaters have been brought into conformity the actors associations have been brought under the control of fascist commissioners fritz kortner max pallenberg Masary and bergner and the stage managers max reinhardt and jesner have been driven out of germany as un-german the artistic abilities of the opera stars lotte schoene frieda leider alexander kipnis among others no longer count under the dictatorship of rust's brown culture 
the proletarian singer and actor ernst busch a highly gifted artist who popularized eisler's proletarian songs and won a name for himself among the german workers was hunted out of germany jewish actors only to play in negative roles the ufa film company issued instructions that in their future films jewish actors were only to be used in negative roles such as swindlers criminals and pathological cases on june sixth the general meeting was held of the union of stage directors which has been incorporated in the national socialist league of fighters for german culture the government commissioner hinkel announced at this meeting that there would be a new cleansing campaign among professional actors on the recommendation of the prussian ministry of education to the head of the government goering the formation of a prussian theater commission has been announced the work of this commission of which hinkel will be chairman will be to investigate the position of all stage managers musical directors conductors and soloists connected with all municipal theaters decrees will shortly be issued to facilitate the annulment extension or alteration of agreements in order to ensure that no obstacles stand in the way of the artistic work which is essential in the german theatre legal measures will be taken to provide for the dissolution of private obligations where these are in conflict with the interests of the german theatre frankfurter zeitung june eighth nineteen thirty three the nazi work of destruction is being carried on in every field of art the president of the academy of arts the painter max liebermann a conservative in politics was compelled to resign his post on the basis of the Aryan clause. It goes without saying that Kata Kolwitz, the gifted artist of working-class life, was banished by the Nazis. The number of painters and artists who have fallen victims to the German cleansing is legion. The best-known and most progressive film directors have been forced to leave Germany to find employment. All film artists associated with the working-class movement and all proletarian or progressive films have been placed on the blacklist. The following are some of the films which were immediately prohibited by the Hitler government. Kulewampe, Niemandsland, Kameradschaft, Mutter Krause, Die andere Seite, Das Testament des Dr. Marbus, Im Westen nichts Neues, Fruenglick, Fruennot, Holzerner Kreuzer, a French film. Soviet films banned included The Path to Life, Storm Over Asia, Mother, Menschen Arsenal, Ten Days That Shook the World, The End of St. Petersburg. Woe to those who are suspected of too close connection with working-class films. An example of this is the imprisonment and maltreatment of Dr. A. Steigler by stormtroopers and auxiliary police. Steigler was director of a film company in Berlin, which, in the course of its work, rented Russian films. This was enough. The offices of the company were occupied by storm troops and police, and the whole staff was arrested. All films were confiscated, and the offices sealed up. The staff was taken to the Maike for Barracks in Berlin, where, in the presence of his employees, Dr. Steigler was subjected to the most terrible maltreatment and torture stormtroopers attacked him with their fists clubs and belts and kicked him when he fell to the ground covered with blood the schools of the third empire they say that in your schools boys and girls fight together naked and are thus trained as warriors and amazons 
but do they also learn anything and are not their carnal desires excited when they see each other thus not at all my friend for we wear them out till they can no longer breathe and when they are tired they can neither think nor feel carnal desire but how then do they acquire the sciences and arts which they must have a wise lawgiver they must not learn and they must not think for whoever can think may think evil thoughts but whoever is made perfect physically and made to toil the whole day long is capable of becoming a useful citizen from a discussion on spartan education in greece the weimar constitution made possible some though inadequate new experiments in school organization it enabled scholars at least in the large towns to pass through the public schools without religious instruction it left undisturbed the educational privileges of the rich but it did at least lead to some hesitating experiments in the admission of workers to the universities and in giving them special training for university work now the schools have once again been transformed from top to bottom into drilling grounds of the christian religion experiments such as that made by the karl marx real gymnasium in neukölln the use of modern teaching methods the subdivision of courses into a number of separate groups based on the special interests of the pupils and the systematic preparation of workers for the universities have been stopped and prohibited in my fight hitler outlined his program for the schools it was much the same as that of the spartan cynics cited above the meaning of hitler's program is that the schools of the third empire will not be expected to provide the children with knowledge and science but to make them obedient to the leader and frick says in a less open form what hitler says bluntly and without circumlocution on may ninth frick laid down his program at a meeting of the ministers of education of the various states he told them that up to now the whole system has been wrong that children have been instructed not educated a fine distinction but what is frick aiming at today we have more reason than ever to recall that hand in hand with our kindred germanic peoples of northern europe and their daughter states beyond the seas we have to fulfill tasks throughout the world which will give the nordic race a wide field of constructive cultural work the kindred peoples here are not clearly defined it would appear that herr frick hopes to unite them all against the sub-men in order to create a world-embracing third empire which will show the inferior peoples of latin or other races how things are managed in a real hitler empire together with the development of purely physical suppleness and ability special emphasis must be laid on the formation of will-power and the power to make decisions as the essential basis for the development of a sense of pleasure in taking responsibility which lies at the root of character though expressed in involved language this corresponds closely enough with the maxims laid down by the spartan cynic the schools are to produce uneducated uninstructed but well-drilled dauntless soldiers of the third empire in order to convince the children that nothing as good as the third empire exists in the world the world must be completely distorted as it is shown to them hence history must be falsified and made national socialist the new history books must contain as little as possible considerable abridgment is indispensable it is therefore sufficient to bring out the historical forces which have always been operative 
the two last decades of our own age must be the main object of historical treatment to make things plainer frick added that it would be particularly necessary to deal with the beginning of the awakening of the nation in the struggle for the ruhr up to the victory of the idea of national socialist freedom and the restoration of the german nation at the festival of potsdam in addition to this type of historical science other subjects particularly insisted on for the schools are racial science and the elementary study of the basic conceptions of family research the bavarian ministry of education issued instructions containing the following passage at the beginning of the school year nineteen thirty three thirty four apart from all other subjects and lessons all classes in the state of bavaria must arrange for history lessons in the first four to six weeks covering the period nineteen eighteen to nineteen thirty three the remainder of the curriculum in this subject must be correspondingly shortened and allocated to the remaining months of the year at the conclusion of this course the last lesson must be organized as an ennobling celebration with short addresses by the teacher and one of the pupils on the national awakening the singing of patriotic songs etc this theme the national awakening which is most important for the reawakening of national sentiment among the bavarian youth in the schools is not only to be treated as a subject in the study of history health science etc but must also be dealt with fundamentally as a principle of education if examinations are to be held at the end of the year special attention must be paid to this theme the government commissioner in berlin dr meinhausen stated in a speech on the transformation of berlin school life which was published in the volkischer beobachter of may sixth nineteen thirty three that a halt must be put to all liberal sentimental dreams in the jewish question the principle must be sentimentality is high treason in accordance with this the nazi minister of education has completely reshaped all pedagogical colleges and dismissed all teachers who were suspect all secular schools are liquidated religious education is once again compulsory the reintroduction of whipping was the first achievement of brown school policy all modern tendencies in the schools have been completely rooted out the pupils in the top class at the unorganized karl marx school in neukolln have all been put back two years before they are allowed to proceed with their studies they have to be first drilled in the pure nazi spirit jewish students as well as jewish professors were driven out of the universities henceforward only one and a half percent of new entrants to the higher educational institutions may be non-aryan instructions of the prussian ministry of education may eighth nineteen thirty three all teachers are compelled to join the national socialist teachers union this is a condition of employment the following clauses are contained in the act against the overcrowding and excessive proportion of persons of foreign race in the universities one in all schools other than compulsory schools the number of scholars and students is to be restricted so as to guarantee adequate education and to conform with the needs of the professions two in accepting new entrants care must be taken that the number of those of german nationality who are of non-aryan origin within the meaning of the law for the restoration of a professional civil service of april seventh nineteen thirty three 
in relation to the total number of students in each institution and faculty does not exceed the proportion of non-aryans in the german population this proportion is fixed for germany as a whole as one point five percent seven the act comes into force from its promulgation legal examinations simplified for nazis the reich commissioner for the prussian ministry of justice girl issued instructions on april fifth that all candidates in legal examinations who have served the fatherland for a certain period in one of the recognized national associations may at their request be allowed a shortened form of examination by way of compensation for the time lost to their studies deutsche allgemeine zeitung april twelfth nineteen thirty three the spirit of the students who burn books one language and literature grow from the nation two today there is a contradiction between literature and the german nation this is a shameful state of things three purity of language and literature depends on you four our most dangerous opponent is the jew five the jew can only think jewish if he writes german he is lying the german who writes german and thinks jewish is a traitor six we mean to put an end to this lie we mean to brand this treachery seven we mean to treat the jew as a foreigner and we mean to take the nation seriously we therefore demand from the censorship the following jewish works must be published in hebrew if published in german they must be described as translations only germans have the right to write in german the un-german spirit must be eradicated from public libraries the german student organization from the twelve theses against the un-german spirit posted in berlin university on april thirteenth nineteen thirty three bringing the press into conformity on the evening of january thirtieth nineteen thirty three the day when the hitler hugenberg government was formed the new minister frick summoned the representatives of the berlin press to a conference at which he promised that the new government would be distinguished from its forerunners by its maintenance of the freedom of the press a few days after the word of a german man had been given a wave of prohibitions of the communist and social democratic press swept through germany by the middle of february practically the whole of the german communist press had been closed down prohibitions of social democratic and democratic papers descended like hail in the course of the reichstag election campaign storm troops went into the printing offices of the center newspapers in the rhineland compelled them to print the speeches of national socialist ministers and with the support of the police authorities exercised a rigid censorship over what was to appear in the course of the last few days before the burning of the reichstag frick's freedom of the press had been almost completely crushed out by the storm troops and police the destruction of working-class printing works and newspaper offices was only prevented by defensive guards when the nazis succeeded in bringing off their monstrous act of provocation in the reichstag and the brown terror began to rage the last remaining of the communist and social democratic papers were wiped out communist social democratic and bourgeois journalists of left tendencies were cast into prison or delivered over to sadistic tortures in nazi barracks 
the democratic bourgeois press and the center newspapers began to be brought into conformity with the new pogrom regime the democratic publishing houses of ulstein and mossa and the liberal press throughout germany began the voluntary removal of jewish pacifist or other members of their editorial staffs who were not liked by the nazis and this press too celebrated the fateful events of these days and declared in support of the awakening of the nation for hitler it suppressed the reports of the massacres in the working-class quarters it suppressed the acts of brutality which were taking place daily only a few minutes away from the editorial offices the jewish papers denied the persecution of the jews the foreign press which was not so accommodating in the matter of suppressing the inhuman cruelties which were taking place soon came into conflict with the hitler government on march seventh an official government communique was issued in view of the malicious reports in the foreign press as to what is taking place in germany serious measures against a number of foreign correspondents are in preparation some of the correspondents concerned have escaped the hands of the police by leaving the country as far as the other correspondents are concerned they will have to guarantee that in the future they will avoid any malicious tendencies in their reports and any ambiguous statements in consideration of this the correspondents in question have not been expelled for the time being they have been granted a probationary period of two months on april fifth the hitler government suffered a defeat at the hands of the foreign press association it had threatened the association with a boycott if it did not remove its president maurer correspondent of the chicago daily news the general meeting of the association decided by sixty votes to seven with three abstentions not to accept maurer's resignation in the course of the following weeks public opinion abroad compelled the hitler government to make further retreats in its dealings with the foreign press correspondents in germany the german press association was brought into conformity by the appointment of the nazi press chief dietrich as president similar measures were applied to the german newspaper proprietors association and the association of publishers of periodicals all district organizations of publishers and journalists were brought into conformity the german press association under its new president decided that in future no jewish or marxist journalists would be admitted to membership the germanizing of its editorial staff and its humble submission to hitlerite policy was not of much avail to the rudolf mosse publishing company which owns the berliner tageblatt early in april the company was virtually expropriated and taken over by a newly formed company controlled by a nazi commissioner a new editorial staff which could furnish the necessary guarantees of loyalty to hitler was appointed another example of the many cases in which non-working-class papers have been brought into conformity is that of the dortmunder general anzeiger which was voluntarily transformed into an organ of the national socialist party this paper has the largest printing works in europe and the biggest circulation of all german newspapers outside of berlin as its circulation was mainly in the thickly populated industrial areas of the rhine and westphalia its contents made some concessions to the anti-capitalists and anti-fascist feelings of the workers there on the formation of the hitler government the former editorial staff was dismissed to enable the paper to be brought voluntarily into conformity along the usual lines but this did not satisfy the brown rulers 
in the issue of april twentieth among various hymns of praise for the occasion of hitler's birthday there appeared a drawing of hitler which the nazi leaders declared was a caricature they therefore seized the issue and closed the offices of the paper the dortmund police president entrusted the editor of the nazi journal red earth with the management of the printing works the Nazis then threatened the proprietor with the permanent prohibition of the Dortmunder General Anzeiger, on which the proprietor declared his readiness to transform the paper into an official Nazi organ. And thus, the Nazis conquered this great printing establishment. It is not possible to enumerate all the prohibitions and warnings which have been directed against bourgeois papers and periodicals. The campaign of bringing into conformity led to a dictatorial transformation of the whole of the german press services readers of the newspapers which still appear in germany are hermetically sealed off from all reliable foreign news over two hundred and fifty foreign newspapers are forbidden in germany from the following countries united states nine argentina two belgium seven canada two danzig three great britain five france thirty one holland nine lithuania two latvia one luxembourg five austria thirty seven poland twenty four rumania one czar territory four sweden one switzerland twenty six soviet union nine spain two czechoslovakia sixty six germany was the country which had the greatest literary output the following announcement is significant of the fall in production during the first few weeks of the hitler regime according to the frankfurter zeitung of april fifteenth nineteen thirty three in the course of the national revolution production in paper mills sank in many cases to twenty five per cent the Deutsche Allgemeine Zeitung of April 22nd reports that the publishing output in the first quarter of 1933 was 30% lower than in the same quarter of 1931. The export trade continues to register a decline. The German book trade has been deprived of its best customers and of a whole range of science and literature. End of chapter 6, part 2